Good morning. Welcome to the Female Honesty Podcast. James here with you, sitting in for Shamima. Uh, today, I'll be discussing and finding out about the truth about being a girl. Today, I'll be meeting with two teen girls for their perspective on stereotypes, personal interests, and women supporting women. But first, we're discussing their first experience into high school. Hey, Veronica, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Um, when did you come to SAC and what was the most nerve-wracking thing about coming here from primary school? Okay, well, I came from a co-ed school just like Estella and Shamima and my primary school was just a primary school, so it went all the way from reception to year seven. And um, all my friends, majority of them, they went to high school together and so it was just me and my twin sister who went to SAC from our primary school. So I was quite nervous coming into a new school and a new atmosphere, being the new girl, you could say. Um, another thing was that the it was the swap over from going from year seven was transitioning into high school. So not only was I one of the only people from my primary school coming to school, but um, there was also majority of the other people moving from primary school had come the year before. So I came in year eight. I was quite worried that I wasn't going to fit in as people usually do. I didn't know if I was going to say the wrong thing. I didn't know if the atmosphere was going to be different, that girls didn't always speak the same way as I would, even though I am obviously myself a girl. And it was, it was very overwhelming at the beginning and I found especially the first term quite challenging and quite different but it turned out really well and I'm really happy that I've come here. And for you Veronica what is the biggest difference between co-ed and single sex schools if you had to pick one? Well if I was just picking one I am one that's quite difficult but I would say going to an all-girls school I have the teachers I've are teaching the female side of history and the female side of the curriculum in a sense. So for example, in history, last year I we did medieval times and I was able to learn about women going through life, getting married at a really young age. We got to learn about women going through childbirth and how they were dealing with everything and it was, and I talked to my other friends who went to co-ed high schools and they just, they did not get the same knowledge about that side. I think it's really important and I feel really lucky that I got that access to that information and that the teachers really tried pushing the female side of history and the curriculum. Brilliant. Now, Estella, hey. Hi. good to have you here today um what's the one thing the media has made you uh contemplate more we're talking about stereotyping and stigmas here what is it the media has made you contemplate more 
Yeah, um, I feel like it's, you know, it's quite blatantly obvious. But, you know, like many other girls, um, their appearance and what they're expected to look like. I mean, you could be a rather, you know, good looking person who receives frequent compliments and has a decent self-esteem. And then one scroll through the media and then it's just like, oh, it's all gone. You know, I was I remember sitting um, in my bed one time um, and if I could recall, uh, I came across this one video of a girl, you know, lip syncing, doing a thing and then... I, I look at the comments and they're all like negative, you know, putting it down. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, and, you know, she was like absolutely beautiful. But, you know, the media being the media, it's like ridiculous. Like what's going to happen in the future? What's the standard going to be like in the future? Um, has there been any examples that stand out to you about how media is influencing those stereotypes on women and girls? Um, yeah, so basically um, now these days people behind screens are, you know, willing to say anything, um, thinking it's not going to come back to them and, you know, no one's going to know who they are. Um, you know, there are certain, like, media influencers out there who then think it's okay, you know, they're very, like, aggressive and they have misogynistic and old-fashioned opinions on, you know, women and how they should be treated and, mm. you know, it's like... I think we all know who you're talking about, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, um, but these influences are you know also influencing you know younger audiences you know particularly younger boys who then think oh he's doing that then okay it's okay then you know no one's going to know who i am um i feel like they've it's given them you know media's given them the platform to you know therefore influence you know young boys and it's just basically influencing the wrong things for the wrong reasons uh veronica is there any one specific sport that you really enjoy and what is it about it that you really enjoy well, I am a huge netball fan, so I will start from the beginning. So my older sister started playing netball when I was about six years old and I got the opportunity to start playing for club when I turned seven, so the next year. And I have loved it ever since. Recently this season, I got my 100th game. Yay. And Sorry, that sounded very... <laughs> condescending. <laughs> a bit, no, I was going to say a bit low energy. That is okay. It's definitely not condescending. That's if I was condescending, I'd go, oh, go you. <laughs> yeah. That's condescending. But, um, yeah, so I'm a huge netball fan and the club I play for is our family club, but it feels like a really safe environment it is it is a female dominated sport which is interesting so I do wonder if that's maybe why I feel so connected to it but I'm not too sure um but the club I play for it just feels like a second home and the people it's a very small family club and so you know everyone and playing sports almost like a second nature what's your first memory of playing uh netball and as, as much as you can speak to this do you feel that you're treated differently as a girl playing sport? Well, going back and thinking back to primary school, as previously mentioned, um, netball was considered a girl sport and it is a female-dominated sport, which there aren't a lot of. But um, I did find, especially in the younger years at primary school, all the boys would just be like, it's the bad version of basketball or, you know, you're just doing an easy sport and they always considered it rather, you could almost say weak of a sport, mm. like a weaker version of a sport. But, and you look at professional netballers and they still do not make enough money to just play netball as their profession. They all have side jobs and side careers. And I did feel like me and all the netball girls, we're always trying to prove ourselves to the boys when playing netball and playing sport. But then as we got older, um, I went to a quite a good primary school and um, the boys matured 
and they un- started to understand the difficulty of different sports and they grew into the fact and they grew up a bit just as we did and we all just started to see sport as sport rather than girl sport, boy sport. Mm. But it is, yeah. Um, Estella, what's one thing... This is, this is a big question. Is there yeah. one thing that makes you grateful to be a woman? Yeah, you know, with all this negative stuff that we're, you know, speaking um, about as of now, I feel like being a woman is actually, like, really good. It's really nice, um, you know, obviously being biased, but I love the supportive environment we have, you know. Um, we're allowed to, well, we can, you know, say, oh, you look really nice today. It's just, like, without it being... Um, you know weird I guess and you know I remember you know like lots of people you know posting on Instagram and stuff but I remember one time I was posting it and like the tension between me and hitting the post button I was like oh should I do this should I do that like everything around me was like oh I don't know if I should do it but you know when I did it I feel like a few um, moments later you know all my friends were like hyping me up just felt really good. I mean to to see really positive stuff on social media is is great but there's also the flip side. There's a lot of, you know, as you were saying before, mm. a lot of negativity, a lot of trolling. How do you think all of the negative stuff helped shaped you to become the person that you are today? Is there any one thing that, that um, you can trace it back to? Um, yeah, so before, you know, all this social media became, you know, big, um, I don't remember feeling, you know, insecure or doing this stuff. I felt like it was a, it was a kind of, like, happy time of my life and I feel like other people can relate to that. But... Um, I feel like in a way I can be grateful that these like negative stuff has like helped me um, in in a way like to become the person I am today. You know, today I feel like, um, yeah, you know, I look at all these girls and I'm like, oh, okay. But I feel like, the, you know, there are influences and um, I'm just like, um, you know what? I feel like I am, you know, I am me. I, I, I am this way, you know, I can't change it. And, you know, all those girls are beautiful, but, you know, I'm me. And I feel like um, it's just, Boost my confidence, you know. Yeah. Awesome. That's a great note to end on. That's it for today. If you'd like to hear more episodes from St. Aloysius College and Female Honesty, you can check them out at our own podcast page. The link is in the show notes for this episode. This podcast was produced by Veronica, Shamima and Estella. My name's James. I'm filling in for Shamima for St. Aloysius College in partnership with ArchD Radio and Podcasting. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel to hear heaps of other school life stories. Bye.